Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. Today, I would like to give you a guide to online teaching. And this is something that was requested by our English for Yoga teacher students. So the people that are doing the bigger course that we have. Behind the scenes, we're redoing, we're restructuring all our courses so that you have a journey to follow, starting with a smaller course, a bigger course, and an even larger course to gradually ease your way into building an online international, well, not even online, an international yoga teaching career. And these people are doing the final course at the moment. I'm super excited about it. They've got two more months left. But these people required a guide to online teaching because, you know, when you're building your career and you notice that maybe you want to start working for yourself and you want to also start teaching online, there are some things that you need to take into account, some things that you need to think of or plan structure so that you can actually have a lot of success and do this in a sustainable way. So I'm going to give you a guide. I'm going to tell you what to do, what to bear in mind. So I recommend that you grab pen and paper, take notes of everything that I'm sharing. So just a reminder as well that last week I was live to speak about how to gain teaching experience, especially how to gain teaching experience without getting hired. The reason for not getting hired are endless. And I shared all of this in the training last week. So if you would like to know and find out, I discussed there why you don't want to get hired, but also what you can do to actually gain teaching experience, getting yourself out there, using your network, teach donation-based classes, and also starting your own schedule. So all of these things really also give me a reason to help you now set yourself up for online teaching. So I'm going to follow up on this, especially on how to create your own schedule, teaching online. Because some of you have questions about how to set up the room, how to set up your space. What is the equipment that you need? And I thought that if I give you a guide with all of these little things, all the details that you need to think of, it will make your life a lot easier. Now, remember, since the pandemic, online yoga has become increasingly more popular. And a lot of yoga teachers realize that teaching online gives them a lot of new opportunities as well. Because teaching online means that you can be your own boss and you have a lot more freedom when you're your own boss. That means freedom to teach wherever you are, freedom to teach whenever you want, but also who you like to teach, the things that you love to teach. So 
to start off, let's have a look at some benefits. And I have put these benefits into three categories. And if you've been working with me for a while, you know I love to select things and put them in little boxes or categorize things. But the benefits in terms of online teaching, and especially when we look at, for example, accessibility or student friendliness, yeah, students, well, bearing in mind your students' experience, number one is that you become available to people that can't join you in your local studio or maybe at your home studio. Because suddenly, if you're online, they can practice with you online as well. In terms of accessibility, another benefit is that you provide for people that feel intimidated going to in-person classes. Because there's a lot of students that feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable still to teach with other people in the room. And it could be because they compare themselves to others or they don't have a lot of experience and they feel being watched. Teaching online solves this issue. Another option or another benefit is that you can offer people the opportunity to practice from their own home. And a lot of people feel very comfortable at home. So their practice becomes more comfortable too. Another benefit in terms of accessibility, students don't need to travel to your place, right? If they don't need to travel, they save a lot of time and they can tune in whenever it suits them. And you can offer recordings. You can offer recordings for those that can't join you live time whenever suits them. So no man is left behind. More benefits in terms of your business investments. Because teaching online, usually, generally speaking, don't require you to invest a lot of money in your business. Because generally speaking, you do not have to rent out a space or buy a location, buy a studio to teach from. Yeah, so you don't have to rent or buy a space. And you don't have to pay for utilities like the gas, water, or the lights. All of these things in your own home, you're paying for already. And you don't need to buy equipment. Yeah, if you have your own studio, then you will also need to provide props and mats other types of equipment for your students. If you teach online, this is not necessary. And you don't need to hire staff members or studio managers. So in terms of your business investments, teaching online is very sustainable and profitable because there's not a lot that you need to invest in. The last category of benefits, I like to call freedom and flexibility, because obviously it will be clear to you. But just as a reminder, when you teach online, you're time independent, you're location independent. You can choose where you want to teach, when you want to teach and who you want to teach. And a really nice benefit is that you can repurpose your content, such as videos or recordings of training sessions, for example, and send them out again and again, people to catch up whenever they want. So there's a lot of benefits when it comes to online teaching. But then what do we need to know? What do we need to know? What do we need to invest in? And how do we really set up a schedule? So let me start off with that last point, your schedule. 
especially in the beginning of a teaching career, I see a lot of yoga teachers that are very enthusiastic and create a schedule with various classes every day of the week. For your students, this can be a pro because you make yourself very available to everyone. However, your job as a yoga teacher includes much more than just teaching classes. Think of your class preparation, staying in touch with your students, holding space for your students, managing your finances, marketing, continuing education. This list goes on. There's a lot more to online teaching or to teaching in general. So when you're new to teaching, you're still getting yourself out there. And it can be challenging as well to fill up all these classes that you have in your schedule. Next to that, teaching is very energy consuming because you're spending time one-on-one or with a group of people, but you have to be full on. There is no way for you to take a break in that space. So to follow your yogic ethics and to not burn out, I recommend that you keep your availability limited to save your time, to save enough time to come back to yourself and also save your energy so that at the times that you do teach, you can be there fully, 100%, holding space for your students. So to set up a schedule that works for you, you need to decide on the following things. There are four things, four things that you need to take into account. Number one, your availability and decide on the amount of classes you can or you want to teach. Yeah, your availability, the amount of classes that you can or that you want to teach. Then the format of your classes. And with format of your classes, I mean, are they private classes? Is it a group class? Is it a program? People sign up to maybe a six-week course or six-week series of classes. So think of the format in terms of the amount of people that go to those classes and the duration of the class itself or the program. Then think of the price of your classes. And if you're teaching, you probably have different prices for different types of classes. Think of the price for a trial class. So for someone that tries out a class for the first time, Think of a price for a drop-in class. So these people can come to a class once in a while or maybe they go once a month. So they don't have a class package, but for a drop-in. You can also think of the price for class packages or a membership. And also think of the differences between group classes and private classes. Lots to take into account. So think of the price of your classes. Now, if you teach group classes, also decide on a minimum of participants required per class. That means if you have a class schedule of, let's say, 10 classes a week, but you also have 10 students and to every class, there's only one person that shows up. Maybe you can reduce the classes per week and have two or three people show up to one class to save your own time and also make it more profitable for yourself. 
because you're spending all this energy. And if there's only one person that comes to that class every time, maybe you want to reduce the classes you have and have more people join the same class, especially if the price of your group classes is fairly low. All right. So in terms of your schedule, think of your availability and the amount of classes you can and you want to teach, the format of your classes, group, private, or duration. Think of the price of your classes, drop-in, class package, a membership maybe. And if you teach group classes, decide on a minimum of participants required per class. Yeah. The next thing. Next thing that you need to think of is software. What really is software? Basically, what I mean with software is where will you stream your classes? And how do your students get access to your classes? If you teach paid classes, I recommend using an exclusive streaming platform. Some teachers, they teach on YouTube or Vimeo, and those platforms are really great for free or donation-based classes. They help you to get exposure and get more people follow you or interact with you, maybe warm them up to enroll on a course or maybe a membership. But if your students pay for an exclusive service, you want to keep it private and you want to honor their investment. No matter how big or small their investment is, you do want to honor that you give them something in return. It's an exchange, right? So keep it more exclusive. I personally love using Zoom, but you can also use something like Google Meet or Skype. There are countless of platforms available to you. The reason why I like Zoom is because a lot of people already use it and they know how it works. So no one really has to figure it out and it saves you some time and energy explaining the platform. So something to bear in mind. But any type of exclusive platform is absolutely fine. Now, in terms of software, if you also look for a software to put up your class schedule, I highly recommend Momo Yoga because Momo Yoga is a software that helps you put up your class schedule and it's created for yoga teachers. So all the tools that you could possibly need are there for you already. Yes, yeah, so you can create a class schedule. You can have people book classes. You can send out automated reminders. You can link it to your Zoom account. You can upload recordings of your classes, take payments if it's necessary, maybe even make refunds. But all of these things, all of the things that happen behind the scenes are there for you. So you don't need to figure it out by yourself. Because remember that your job as a yoga teacher goes much further than just teaching classes. And honestly, if you want to save time and you want to save time and energy to manage all the things that happen behind the scenes, a software like this can dramatically ease your life. It's very simple because everything is there. You don't need to figure out. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. So we've got software, a streaming platform to actually get people to join you live or record your classes and your class scheduling software. Now you want to look at setting up your space. 
right? What do we need to do in our space? Some teachers like to teach while demonstrating. So they perform all the asanas, all the movements. Other teachers just use verbal cues. And again, other teachers combine it. So they combine demoing and verbal cues. I have my own point of view on these techniques. And all of this I teach you in our courses. It's not the purpose of this training, but you do want to bear this in mind. What is important is that if you teach with demonstrations, that means that you practice while you teach, make sure that there is enough space for your students to see you from the top to the bottom. So from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Plus your mat. You also want people to see your mat. Especially if your students are new to yoga and they rely on your demonstrations, it can be really helpful if your students can also see you from different angles. Different angles means, for example, that they can see you from the front and from the side, or maybe even from the front and from the back. But that means that you need two devices, and it can get a little bit technical, but it's something that you can bear in mind. However, it's a really great practice as well to improve your verbal cues and your communication and that you train your students to not be dependent on watching you. Yeah, so that's also something that you can focus on. Now, setting up your space also requires some thought in regard to the atmosphere, right? The things that surround you. All classes and all teachers are different. So depending on who you teach and what you teach, I want you to use your senses and especially the sense of sight to give some food for thought to the following. Listen, first of all, the light. Yeah, For yang or for yin classes, the brightness of your classes can vary. What is important, though, is that you're visible, that people can see you, yeah? So think of the light in your space. Then think of the colors in your space, because colors impact energy, and colors also impact mood, feelings, emotions. Colors can really have a big impact on how we feel, but also the perception of space, because dark colors can make your space look smaller and light colors can brighten and enhance the idea of spaciousness. So look at the colors in your space. Another thing is to remove clutter, objects, all the things that are really not needed in a yoga space. Because a physical and a tidy space psychologically also creates space in the mind. Yeah, so remove all the objects that lay on the floor, items that do not belong in a yoga room or stuff that can be distracting or that hinder your visibility. The visibility that you have towards your students and the students have towards you in the camera. Yeah, all of the things that can be distracting that really don't need to be there. Take it away. And add a touch of nature. And this is some, one of my personal preferences. It's up to you. But remember that yoga is a really healing, nurturing, and soothing practice. So apart from maybe natural colors, natural elements like 
plants or flowers can really enhance this natural experience as well. So all of the things that bear in mind when it comes to your space, lights, think of the lights, colors, remove all the clutter, objects that you don't need, and add a touch of nature. Now, we have come to a section that you all have been waiting for. <laughs> and I think a lot of people have questions about this. I receive them almost daily, and it's the equipment. Now, when setting up a home studio or a space to teach yoga, a very common thing that people worry about is the camera, their audio, and their light. But what I do believe is that most teachers already have what they truly need. Number one is the props or your attributes. And with this, I think mats, blocks, bolsters, or any other props that you use to teach. Now, you're a yoga teacher. So I maybe brutally already assume that you have the necessary props and attributes handy, that you do have a yoga mat, and that if you teach using props, you have these props already because you use them for your own practice. Yeah. But if you don't, and you do want to use them in your class, well, that would be something to invest in, especially if you use blocks or attributes in your demonstrations. I would recommend to invest in blocks, maybe a belt, a bolster, a foam roller, fascia balls, or even chairs. Depending on what you teach, how you teach, who you teach, and if you do teach using all these props. Now, the next thing is your camera. And I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a really straightforward question, but you're watching this on Instagram or you're watching this on Facebook. So do you have a smartphone or do you have a laptop or a desktop computer with a camera? Do you have a smartphone, a laptop or desktop computer with a camera? And I think that with this, you're golden, honestly. Unless it is a really, truly old model and the quality of the camera is really bad, I don't think it's necessary to invest in a camera. It all depends on how professional you want it to look and how amazing you want the quality of your camera to be. But in the beginning, starting out, and you have a camera that works and the quality is relatively good, I think it's absolutely fine to work with this. Now, if you do want to invest in equipment that maybe enhanced the camera quality or the way that you use your camera, start with things like a tripod, yeah, a tripod that has different options in height so that it can hold your phone or maybe even your laptop. And you can put it in an angle that people can actually see you really well. So a tripod is a good idea. You can also invest in a wide angle lens. So you can put a wide angle on your phone or on your laptop and make it wider, make it look wider so you're better visible. Possibly, if this is really something that you want to do or the camera of your phone is really bad, maybe you can invest in a relatively low-cost camera like a webcam or a GoPro. Yeah, so when it comes to your camera, first of all, 
check your phone, laptop, or desktop computer. If you need to invest in anything, start with a tripod. And if you do want to enhance the quality, maybe a wide-angle lens or a low-cost camera like a webcam or a GoPro. The next thing is audio. And I'm going to ask you the same questions. Do you have a smartphone, a laptop, or a desktop computer? Because most of these things have an inbuilt mic, an inbuilt microphone. And in the beginning, this microphone will do the job, honestly. So some people are really sensitive to sound and they want to ensure background noise cancellation, for example, or they want to enhance the quality of their voice. In that case, you can look at some quality earbuds from brands like Sony or Samsung, Bose, JBL or Apple. There's a lot of different brands out there. If you want to invest in a microphone, then you're best off with Rode's wireless headsets or microphones. Rode is a brand that has a lot of different options and they have a specific wireless headset. It could really work well for a yoga class or other types of microphones. Now, a microphone that I use is actually a gaming microphone for gamers and it works really well for our podcast. What I do recommend in terms of audio, and you will hear it in the space that I am in, there's a bit of echo here because my space is quite big and there's not a lot of furniture. So the sound becomes really, it sounds really whole or big. So maybe you want to buy some foam type of materials to block that noise. That could be something to invest into. Now, Light, light is another point. So I already told you about colors, right? The colors in your space. Light colors, they can give your practitioners a sense of spaciousness. Now, sometimes we do have light, but on camera, it doesn't look as bright. Now, some people are very lucky and they have a very big window, like I have here, in front of them, and they don't need extra light. In that case, teaching with daylight facing the window may be enough. However, I do recommend a ring light. A ring light looks like this. I do have it here. A ring light looks like this. And you can, there's many different options for this. And I don't think it needs to be very costly. But if you want even more light, and also the ring lights can come really handy in for social media or other videos that you want to film. But if you want more light, you can have a look at a softbox or studio lighting kit. And you can look at Amazon or maybe in your local media market. <laughs> but there are lots of options and they don't have to be super expensive. Especially if you're starting out, I recommend to keep your expenses minimal. Everything that you invest in right now will be useful, but you can also do this as you grow, as you expand, as you make a little bit more money and just make your like invest as you grow, really. In Dutch, there is a proverb and that says, roll with the R's that you have. And the translation to English would be making do with the means available to you. 
And in other words, that means use what you have, use what you already have. And I believe the time that we live in today, post-pandemic, and with all these technology and devices available and everyone already having a smartphone, I think a lot of the things you have, you can absolutely use for your yoga classes online. Now, there are more things that I want to share in terms of online teaching. Because you have all your essentials in place right now. You have all your essentials in terms of the schedule, the software, the equipment, and setting up your space. We also want to think of some business aspects. So what you want to consider is legal stuff. Legal stuff. So think of your business registration, a liability waiver, terms and conditions, and your cancellation and refund policies. And this requires a training in itself. There's a lot that I could say about this. So for now, I'm just giving you this as food for thought. To summarize today, we spoke about all the benefits of online teaching and how much freedom it can give you. We spoke about your class schedule. Keep your time, your keep your availability limited. Yeah. Fill up your classes before you open more classes up. Save your own time and energy because teaching goes much further than just that hour you're on the mat with your students. Then software. So your streaming software and where to set up your class schedule. And my recommendations were Zoom, Google Meet, maybe even Skype. And for your class schedule, Momo Yoga. I spoke about setting up your space, colors, light, audio, the video, add a touch of nature, lots of different things. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. And sending you lots of love. Goodbye. You listen to Your Yoga in English, brought to you by Enga Unite a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.